Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. Good morning, everyone. This is the final bonus episode of our kind of New Year's talking about habits, rhythms, resolutions, goals, all of that stuff, and how do we continue to live lives that are creating um, rhythms that are forming us into the likeness of Jesus. And yes, you probably noticed that winter cold has finally hit me. I've been going so strong. Uh, All last week, I felt like I was going to beat this thing. It wasn't going to catch me, but I could feel it coming. And then uh, finally woke up one day and like, it's here. It is here. So bear with me this week as um, might sound a little under the weather, but either way, I am still excited to just kind of share this final thought and this thing that's been really helpful for me as um, I set out this New Year's to not just make these aimless goals or resolutions, but to have purpose and meaning behind them and really have everything centered as things that are coming from the Holy Spirit that are leading me into being formed more into the likeness of Jesus. And so um, the last thing we're going to talk about today is when you are entering this new year, when you are setting out goals, making resolutions to remember to not go alone. Don't go alone. This is going to be the title of today's episode, Don't Go Alone. And there's kind of two places from scripture that I want to pull from today. You see, a lot of times I think that it can be easy for us to think, well, everything that I do, it's, you know, it's my body, my choice, right? I'm going to make this decision to get healthier, to do these things. I'm the only one that can do that. And yes, that is true. You're the only one that can make the change. You're the only one that can can start um, you're the only one that can that can keep going, that can wake up every day and make the choice to be better, to grow, to change. Yet at the same time, we constantly have to remember as followers of Jesus, and if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, um, to know you were created for community. And even if you're not a follower of Jesus at this moment, you still were created for a community. You were created to live life alone and in isolation. Um, we see that all throughout scripture. And one of the things that came to mind as I was thinking about this today and like, why is this so significant um, is Jesus, he had his 12 disciples. He had this group of people, these group of men that he brought around him that were his disciples, which essentially means that they were in the process of learning from him as their teacher, as um, they were learning to become like him with the goal to eventually do what he did, to do miracles, to heal the sick, raise the dead to life, to do all of those things and continue his kingdom work. Now, we read this story um, in Matthew chapter 9, and it's in a couple other gospels, where Jesus sends out the disciples. He sends out the 72. So he had his 12, his close friends, and then he had his followers, um, which were even more. There's it says 72 of them that were following him that were also in the process of learning from Jesus and wanted to become like him. And he has kind of this really interesting thing then that he does. And we're going to read kind of this whole scripture because I want us to just have the context here. So Matthew 9, um, or sorry, I'm not in Matthew 9. I'm reading the other part of it. I'm reading in Luke 10, the other gospel um, that records this. Luke 10, verse 1. 
says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place he was about to visit. And he told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, begin by saying, Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay at the same house, eating and drinking whatever you are offered, for the worker is worthy of his wages. Do not move around from house to house. If you enter a town and they welcome you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. But if you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go into the streets and declare, Even the dust of your town that clings to your feet we wipe off as a testimony against you. Be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. Okay, we're going to stop there today. So the things that I want to point out here is that Jesus is sending them out. And does he send them out alone? No, he sends them out two by two. He sends them out two by two ahead of him to every town and place that he's about to visit. And then he tells them the harvest is plentiful. So he's saying that... um, you know, there, there's plenty to go around. Like I'm going to show up, I'm going to move. There's, there's work to be done. Um, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, pray, talk to God, ask him. So the thing I want to talk about today is don't go alone, partner with people and partner with the Holy Spirit through prayer. You see, Jesus was now sending out his disciples to go and to do the work of the ministry. He's sending them out to go and tell people, um, the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. But you see what he, how he's telling them to do that. They first have to remove some other stuff, carry no purse or bag or sandals. That's pretty crazy that he's saying to them, don't take anything with you for the journey, for the road. And actually, if you um, have watched the Chosen series, it's a TV series walking through um, the life of Jesus. And if you have not watched it, the Chosen series, I highly recommend. But some of the newer episodes they're showing um, where Jesus is sending out his disciples And the way that they picture that makes it so real and personal, thinking of what it's like when the Lord is actually asking us to do something and to change and to start to really step into becoming like him and doing what he did. And the disciples are coming to him and they're like, so you're saying we can't have food? Like we can't bring a change of clothes? Like how are we supposed to do this? And and that's where even in the first couple of bonus episodes this week, I talked about that, about sometimes we have to make space. We have to remove other things to really truly learn how to make space for new things in our life. And I think Jesus was teaching them this here of he's going, okay, if if you really want to change, if you really want to grow, if you want to step into being all that I've created you to be, you're going to need to create some new rhythms, some new habits, some new practices that are going to form you into my likeness. And some of that might mean removing some of the things that you've relied on to be your clutch in the past so that you can truly change for the better for the future. Um, a simple way to think about this is a couple months ago, I started a health journey and I started to eat better, better, eat healthier. Um, I had kind of shared that, you know, one of the drastic things I did in 2020 where I was like, I'm going to be vegan, no meat, vegetarian, transition to eventually all of that stuff. And in that, um, an obvious way that I, you know, went vegetarian is I stopped buying meat. I never had any meat with me. So then I wouldn't be tempted to eat the meat. And the same thing happened a couple months ago when I started a health journey again and started to make some changes in what I was eating is, you know, I stopped having sugar in my house. I stopped having some of those things so that I wouldn't rely on them in the moment. And another thing that I did to really get this habit stick is I also partnered with someone and saying, hey, let's make these changes together. 
And you see that Jesus sent out the 72 together, and he continues to remind us in so many places throughout scripture of the need for us to not go alone and for us to go with people. What he was asking of the disciples and the changes that they were going to have to make, the way they were going to have to follow him and and really rely on him, um, they needed community to do that, and so do we. So my encouragement to you is that if there's things that you want to change in your life this year, if there's new patterns that you want to establish, rhythms, spiritual disciplines that you want to practice, um, to find someone to let in on that journey. I think best case scenario is you find someone to do it with you. Um, and you see throughout scripture is that they're not living these isolated lives. They're living it with these common goals to be like Jesus. And that's really what every single goal and resolution that we make should be centered around. Whether it is, you know, a fitness goal, that's too can be, I want to steward my body so that I can be a better disciple of Jesus. Um, no matter what your goal or resolution is, it should always be something that's going to form you more into the likeness of Jesus. It might be as simple as I want to run a marathon this year because I want to do hard things and I want to continue to disciple myself into not being a lazy person, but pushing myself to do hard things. Like all of those things can be spiritual. Sometimes the most practical things in life are the most spiritual and the things that we think are the most spiritual are just things, you know, and, and to remember that, that God can be at the center of any, everything. But I have found, and a lot of research backs this up. I was reading one New York, New York Time article, and it said that people are 60% more likely to um, uh, have a habit stick when they have accountability and they're doing it with someone else. And I found that to be true when I started my health journey back in October. Um, I did it with my dad, and we called each other, and we're checking in, and we're saying, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um are, you know, what's, what's your struggles? What's your hangups? Like, let's make this a habit. Let's change the way that we live our lives and really step into those habits. And so partner with other people and then partner with God through prayer. I love one of my favorite verses that I always just think of. And I'm like, how do we get to serve such a good God is John 14, 26, where it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Jesus did not leave us alone either. Not only did he say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to live and become my disciples in the context of community, and that's how you're going to actually be formed, is in the context of community. Don't go alone. But he also said, I'm going to leave with you my Holy Spirit. And he did just that. After Jesus died on the cross and he ascended back into heaven, he left with us his Holy Spirit to be our helper, to be our teacher, to continue to walk alongside us. So continue to partner with God through his people and also through prayer. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to come in every single day and be a heart part of those new practices, those new rhythms that you're establishing, whether it's eating healthy, whether it's exercising, whether it's just being more organized or being on time. That's a goal I need to set this year. But whatever that may be, don't go alone you are going to be way more likely to continue to actually let this new pattern or goal or, or rhythm form you and change you and not just be a fad, but something that forms you more into the likeness of Jesus if you don't go alone and you partner with people and you partner with the presence of God through prayer. So that's my encouragement to you today that God wants to be a part of this journey with you. So as you head into this new year, remember that. Remember that you were not created to go alone. God has surrounded you with people and a community to walk alongside you and he's left with you his Holy Spirit to continue to teach you all things and be with you always. All right, well, tune in 
Monday, we are going to be starting Galatians chapter 6. And this is a great time. If you have a friend that you want to invite to listen with you, what a great moment to do that. So I want to ask you and invite and encourage you. Would you invite a friend to listen with you this week? Would you text someone this podcast? Would you share with them and say, hey, do you want to listen along with me? This is a great way to establish a discipline of spending time in scripture. Um, if you have somebody else that you're doing it with, somebody else that you can ask questions and say, hey, did you listen today? Hey, did you read today? What are you hearing? What is God speaking to you? That is the goal of this is that this wouldn't just be something that you listen to in isolation, but that you would find community to walk through um, the scripture together with as well. So I love you guys. Super grateful to be on this journey with you and I will see you Monday.